no admonishment, but um, I'll just read it uh, in, in verse First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. So, wherefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober. Wherefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end. Why? For the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, this actually tells us what we should hope for, right? It says that, Wherefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end. For the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Say, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversations. Because it is written, Be ye holy. For I am holy. I'm going to go back to verse verse 11 actually. Well, actually I'll start from verse 1. So that, you know, we just see Peter's thought from the beginning until when he got there, right? So Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, that's verse 1. To the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia. Galatia. My mouth. Galatia. Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. They are all near, near. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Amen. Um, before I continue, <laughs> you know what? Let me let me continue. Verse three says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, according to His abundant mercy, hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. He hath begotten us again." Unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Amen. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God. Through faith, kept by the power of God. Through faith, who are kept by the power of God. Through faith, right? Now you notice here, the power of God, who are kept by the power of God. Now, one thing that always baffled me is how much we are clueless about what the scripture is saying. Until the Holy Ghost breathed upon the word. 
you see you know many times i can't remember how many times i have read this passage and when i go back <laughs> so we are cursed by the power of god there's something in my mind that just thinks about power of god as you know agbara you know that power that you know parts the red sea you know, you know there's a way you think about god's power the power that heals the sick you know there's just a way you know okay god has power that kind of thing right but really they're not really talking about that they're talking about a a framework they're talking about a work god has set called the power of god right now who are kept by the power of god now what is kept here is an inheritance incorruptible undefiled and that faded not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God. So all these things that you see in verse 4 is kept by the power of God. Right? Now, a believer, a believer is raised for these things. A believer is raised. The reason why we get born again, right, is because we are to come into an inheritance. Now, this inheritance is different from every other inheritance that our soul has lent to be an inheritance. Amen. Amen. Now, these things that uh, our soul has lent, right? Our soul has lent as an inheritance is what we fashion ourselves after. Amen which Peter began to reference in verse 13, right? Uh, verse 14, actually. So not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. You see, and that's, and that's the problem there. Not fashioning yourselves, right? According to the former lust in your ignorance. It's due to ignorance, right? And that ignorance... Is, is us being taught to fashion ourselves. It is the ignorance that taught us to fashion ourselves after lost, which Peter is calling former lost. Now, and that word former, former lost, is not just, is, you know, you'll be wondering, perhaps, he said former, does that mean that, oh, we are no longer fashioning ourselves against lust? Not necessarily. Right? Mm. Because there's a place where Peter is talking from. Right? Mm. Now when he says, not fashioning yourself against what? Mm. Your former lust. Mm. Now, not all lust is former. Amen. Mm. Not all lust is former yet. Some lost are still present. They are current in the soul. They are current there. Some lost, I mean, when we get born again, of course, because you might say, okay, everybody, you know, every person that is born again has access. No, not necessarily. Every, every, every person on earth that is not born again, as, as they have a fashion, 
after which they are formed. Right? Now, it's the way it says, not fashioning yourself against the former lost. Right? So, this lusts is not is not is not a lust to us before we got born again even after we got born again it's still not yet a lust to us now you don't know what lust is until you've identified your inheritance amen you don't you want you have, you have no clue of what lost is until your eyes are open until you are enlightened about the soul amen for everyone that okay let me put it this way it is it is the scripture that makes us to understand what lost is right through the lens of god when, we, when, when God begins to tell us, right, okay, that's lost, then our, our brain will correct small. And know, ah, so that's lost. Mm, yes, now, we don't know what lost it at all. We don't know until our eyes are open, right, and we begin to journey in levels of righteousness. And we begin to gain ground for judgment. Right? Now, if you don't, if you have not gained enough ground to judge and know that something is lost, you won't really know. You'll be doing it even as a Christian. You'll be happy. Hmm? How many of us know that there are some things that are called lost in our soul that we don't know? You know, the things we call lost are things we can easily identify with, like, like oh, maybe, oh, that person, that person just lost after that guy. You know that kind of a thing. I just lost him after the guy. I mean, you've not seen, you've not, you've not seen fine boy before. Just be lost him and be lost him. And be, you know, no. Our idea is that the person is desiring something in a seductive way, right? So that's our, what our mind usually think about. Oh. Lost. Ah, you're lost him after. The, uh-huh, and then we can relate to it when you say you are lost him after money. That's when you now begin to see people doing ten, five, six, hundred shifts. Just for money, and <laughs> I, I know hundred, there's no hundred. What <laughs> you you never know. I mean, maybe some people have been wise enough to create a way to be able to do hundred, or you don't think it's possible? Eh? Oh, I mean, that's it. Did you, did you, you don't don't rule it out at all. The soul is capable of doing that. How? All it needs to do is just put that soul in a cool environment. And just tell that soul, see, this is an, this is an inheritance to go after. That soul will devise every possible means to get that thing. Eh? <laughs> Amen. Uh, okay, so to, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to scatter people's, <laughs> people's belief because the way I, I, like, I like this kind of feel, this feel. This field that I'm feeling today, ah, I, I like it. You know, it's, it's, it's all of those ones that used to deal with us in very funny ways. <laughs> Amen. Don't worry. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think, although I think we started with some form of revelation and all that, you know, but I, I think it's a simple one. Where they are really going, it's a very simple thing. 
Amen. Amen. When it comes to business, the way you just sit down, as you are sitting down, the business will be talking to you. What? what? First, all it, all it just needs to do is just attach this, itself to an inheritance for you. Right? Just it attaches itself to an inheritance and begins to give you ideas. You know, in the most innocent environment. Imagine when you are praying and you are speaking in tongue and you are kabashing. Is that environment, those kind of things will show forth. You know, how, you know why? Because Satan is wise. Satan knows how to give, to suggest something to you for you to take. You know, you won't easily suspect when you are praying. It's at that time now brings it to you. Of course. Why? It is easy to quickly think. Ah, I was praying when this thing came. You know, when you are praying, Satan is also there waiting for you. What can we suggest to this dude? What can we suggest to this lady? Mm. You know, mm. Satan is looking for ways to perfect its work mm. in us. Looking for ways to make us fall short. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And he has, he has weapons. <laughs> he has weapons. Weapons everywhere. The best strategy just to suggest something. All it's looking for is so that you can take a thought, quickly attach a hope to it. A hope is for an inheritance. Isn't it? Quickly give you a hope. Eh? And you and you pursue that hope, eh? And here's and here's where we now get we now get very very serious. You know, there's a way Satan also fight us where he begins to tell you, you know, as Christians you're not supposed to be mediocre. You're not supposed to you know, you're, what do you mean? you're supposed to do you know what you are doing. You're supposed to excel. You know, Satan will be bringing that thought and to you, you know and, and to you or to me and you, you know, is a is a form of rebellion against some thought. You know, there's a thought that came at some point. Live for God. Care about nothing else. Just, nothing else matters. Right? And then another thought begins to follow. No, you can't just be heavenly minded and be earthly useless. Oh, no, 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 no. no. What do you mean? You can't be a med- You know, there's a, I don't know. There's something that always tells us that that thing. Okay, let me just put it this way. When we hear something, it might be that, oh, don't care about nothing, care for God, you know, put your hope on God and everything should follow. Why is it that when we are hearing that thing, our mind is not thinking about anything that is good in such a way that other thoughts could come. But you know what it is? In that moment, a thought is suggesting itself, should you be a mediocre? Something is suggesting that thought to the soul. That, that thing, that, that reasoning, Eh? It's actually a warring in the soul against the righteousness that is coming. Now, as as in what has been said, say, your hope is God. Your hope is God. When they are saying that, have they said you will be poor? Have they said that you will not excel? Okay, what begins to suggest to you and me that there's a problem with that, that okay, I, I have to, no, 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 I can't be utterly useless now. Oh, okay, Shall I, will I be a mediocre? I'll just be like that or not do anything? Okay. The problem is that you're not seeing a hope. 
No, they've not said that. Everyone has not said that. They've not said you'll be useless. But something is responding inside against a life. That time, what they are doing, see that time when you feel that, means that something has been communicated to the soul. You recognized it. You identified it as a loss of your life. But the heart is not willing to easily part with that. So therefore it begins to create excuses. Will you not be a mediocre? Do you think we should not be? You know, you know there's a way we all think that oh, Christians are supposed to be, you know, I don't know what gave us that thought. It's Satan mm. that Christians are supposed to be Christians are supposed to be poor, Christians are supposed to be useless, or, oh, what do you mean? Should we, why, why are Christians not in politics? You know, different, you know, different, when you, when you go into different spheres, Satan will give, will give you different ideas in different ways. But that in itself is not a response to life. What everyone is looking for is a man that has the wisdom, eh? To go about this world. And when I say this world, I'm not just talking about the physical world. This world you are seeing that you think is physical is actually a spiritual world. What you are just seeing is, is, is the result of men being influenced by spirit. Hmm? And their name is rulers of this world. Eh? Although they, they, they attach another thing to their name, rulers of darkness of this world. They are responsible for the ignorance which caused men to fashion themselves in lust. They are responsible. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, what against rulers of darkness of this world. You know, those who, you know, they mentioned some spirit before them. But principalities, powers. They are all working for spiritual what? For all these spiritual, spiritual spirits. <laughs> called rulers of darkness of this world. The rulers of darkness of this world, is, they, are, they are the spirit responsible for the darkness in this world. Now, and the way you see those spirits manifest is not by going into a dark alley where you begin to see people conjuring spirit. Up here. It's not like that at all. Those, they are, now, Spirits are not stupid. Mm. Mm. They are not. They are wise. Yeah. Now, is they 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 only send they only send us. They give us to dump dump idols, just to make us dumb mm. in the spirit. So they will give us to dump idols. You know those dump idols are. You know, are the idols that, you know, you carry one um, Sigidi. I don't know if you know what Sigidi is, but voodoo. You know, I don't know if voodoo doll. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe if you are watching American movie, you know voodoo doll. Uh-huh. So voodoo dolls are set and then they'll be 
you know, calling you all kinds of incantation, conjuring spirit, you know, different things. Now, are those things happening? Yes. But the spirit responsible for all that, eh? they are, they are, I know, I know you've heard me say this a lot. They are what we call the Agbero, Agbero spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm? They are the Agberos, or they are the touts mm-hmm. in the spirit. They are not, they are not enlightened. They are not elites, but it doesn't mean they are stupid. You know what I mean? They are, those spirits are the spirit that, of course, they are under spiritual uh, rulers, of, they are under rulers of darkness of this world, right? Of course, rulers of darkness of this world, they are also under a higher spirit, right? Because it, it says there, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and what? Spiritual wickedness in high places. Those those are the arrangement of spirit that they are designed to make sure that men are ignorant, men have their understanding darkened. Now, if you want to know what a darkened understanding is, right? You know that one, we don't usually think about it too much. Now, if you want to know a darkened understanding, it's as simple as this. A darkened understanding is the understanding that is communicated to us, that mm. told us that this is how to make it in life. Mm. Not just make it, this is how, this is what life is. Go, go to school, graduate, marry, give birth to children. Mm. If you're not giving birth to children, you came, you, you, are, you are useless on it. Mm. I know there's, there's a way we say it in Yoruba, ah, if, if you don't give birth on this earth, why you last song? That means you just came to the world empty. Just came. You're just, you're just empty. That, you know, you're, you just came ordinarily. Meaning you did not make mark. So, the sign of your mark <laughs> on earth is that you gave that to a child. Now, that's a darkened understanding. It's a darkened understanding. The same, the same, the same idea that we have, that we have to go and make money to survive. That if you don't make money, you won't survive. Is it that understanding? Is it true? Yes. yes. But when I say no, it's not true actually. What I'm okay, so what I'm trying to say in in the real life, the way the system is, is it true that if you don't work, you may not have money? Yes. But that's not really that's not really the reality of life. Yes. God can supply. Mm. God has the ability to supply, even when you mm. think you don't have. There are, there are provisions in place beyond what our mind can phantom. Mm. Mm? Now, another darkened understanding is the one that is teaching us, see, that, that money in your pocket. Hold on to it. Oh. If you finish it, that's it for you. Now, does that mean that people should not be wise in spending? No. You should be wise. But you know, but there's a problem with the way men, men anchor mm. their soul on, the, on those things. Mm. There's, a dispo, there's a disposition towards those things yes, sir. that 
in itself is a problem. Hmm? Now, let's just say you have, let's just say maybe you have five dollars alone in your pocket, right? And you are, you are, you are hungry, right? Um, what else? You are hungry. Two dollars can get you home. Two dollars can get you food, right? Enough to be filled. But you decided to spend four dollars buying food. Yeah. And then you did not even buy food, you went to go and buy sweet. You get what I mean? Now, that one, what you call that is foolishness. You get what I mean? But there's a, there's a way a soul can cling to the money also that they will look at it and say, no, we are not spending anything. We are going to walk home. <laughs> we will fast three days. They will go and look for what to buy. You know what I mean? Now, of course, that looks like a like a solid plan. Of course, oh, this person is very, you know, you, the, the way when we are looking from from this from outside, oh, wow, this person is very thorough. This person is very, oh wow. But when they check the the oil in the yeah. soul. <laughs> That is making that decision. Yes, sir. There's a problem there. Yes. <laughs> There's a problem in that soul. Why? Because the soul has actually anchored itself. You know, there's, there's a way a soul, and, and it's so fun, there's a way a soul can just anchor itself to certain things that you notice that when those things begin to press buttons, there's a way the, the person will naturally respond. Because of its anchor. Now that does mean you should be, you should be, uh, what's it called? You should be foolish with any money? No. But our soul should not hang on those things. It's a darkened understanding that teaches a soul to anchor his, his life on money. And, that's not the only way it teaches the soul to anchor onto it. There are many ways it, it gives the soul a vision of inheritance as a hope. Oh, if you can do these three different things, you know you can actually do more, you can actually get like, no, no, there's a way, you, let's just say, maybe, maybe, maybe you, this, this is a good idea. maybe you have a, a business or something you are running and then you know that if, if you do one, you get $10. And your goal is five thousand dollars. Ah, I really want to make five thousand dollars. You, that understanding will begin to give you different ideas on how to reach that five thousand dollars. It begin to, it begin to teach you. You can, you know, you can do it this way. You, know you can do it that way. You know, you can do. You, know you can increase this. You know, you can do that. You know, you can do this. And to you, you'll be like, oh wow, I have, I have a business mind. Awesome. Let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try that. Let me try that. Me try that. <laughs> Just keep trying, try, try, try. But there's a place you can be mm, where, and this is a very is a lot easier when your soul is not has no has no inheritance in any of that, has no hope anchored on any of that. Your soul should not be anchored on any of those promises. Because sometimes those promises 
will begin to push press button. Now, when you notice that ah, if you do this thing, you'll be able to meet this target too. You don't notice that you react in a way. You're not meant to react. Ah, let me quickly get five. Let me get ah. If I, can, if I can get five, there will be a problem. Oh, let me replace those five. Okay, let me go and look for this. Let me go. That kind of understanding or the wisdom that that kind of understanding has printed upon souls begin to teach men what to do, how to live. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we can see here that there are many things that our soul is anchored to as a hope. Hmm? Now, the hope actually, the, when a soul has a hope, the hope is anchored to an inheritance. It's anchored to an inheritance. Now, it may not look like an inheritance to us, but it's anchored to an inheritance. Inheritance is a word for promise. Not really, not really a word. I mean, you know, inheritance, an inheritance could be a promise. Let me put it that way. You know, when a, a hope is actually tied to a promise, because the hope promises, promises you an end. Right? A hope promises you an end. And that is where we should be very careful. Now, this thing I'm saying, it looks like I'm using words, English, to explain, but I'm actually talking about the way our soul interacts with things. When you're about to do something, Right, and you are there's an expectation you are looking for. Mm. That expectation is a promise to you mm. because a soul is seeing a promise. Mm. Ah, that thing. If I can get down, that would be awesome. And that's how they get the soul. You have to promise a soul so that a soul can have a hope to anchor on, and that anchor. Begins to rule or begin to push the soul in a direction, right? Is that is that hope that anchor that drives men? Mm. If you notice, if you notice someone is going in a way, you check it. What is their hope really? Mm. It is very easy to know hope of men, <laughs> it is very easy. How engage in conversation, yeah. just engage in conversation and just see what is important to them. That's simple. It's easy to identify hopes. It's easy. Amen. Amen. Now you will see, you know, you know something, you know, you know sometimes our hope, you know, there, there are ways, you know, even we, we that are Christians, there's a way we have, oh, our hope, I'm going to go after God. My hope is God. Right? And as we are saying that, you know, I'm, I'm sure we are believing it. Right? And then let's just say maybe... <laughs> You just begin to look at sometimes, you know, you're just talking and then you begin to talk about things of life. Then you begin to see that, wait, oh, another hope is somewhere hanging, you know, hiding somewhere. Now, does that, does that mean that you should not enjoy life? No, that's not it at all. Right, because God, the scripture is just said that he has created all things for our pleasure. Right? Yeah. He has created for our pleasure. So, the, so God, God does not, God does not, you know, God, God does not uh, delight himself in your suffering. No, not at all. 
But there's a the the the, the whole summary of this or this is that there's a problem in the soul. And that problem is not easily identified. That problem is not even known to men. How? You see, there's a, there's a work Satan has done in the soul. That work is called ignorance. So as men are going by their day, even Christians, <laughs> they, they are ignorant of the work inside that Satan has done. And that's one of the weapons that Satan uses to enslave men, to, no, to, to snare men, to spoil men, is what? Ignorance. Now, what is the opposite of ignorance? When you are not ignorant, you are enlightened. You have knowledge. You are knowledgeable. You are enlightened. You are not an ignoramus. Amen. So, how God delivers men from ignorance is by showing them light or by enlightenment. Now, enlightening men involves teaching men knowledge, which is why knowledge is essential you now notice in the book of Romans that we are reading earlier you see Paul talking about his people Israel who have zeal but it is without knowledge and that is how we Christians are when we just get born again we have zeal that is without knowledge and that is the reason for building a good foundation it is because we are ignorant that is why we should desire the sincere milk of the world which is able eh? not save us so yet <laughs> i know i know i know me to say same <laughs> i was starting to say same save our soul of course it is also for saving our soul right but which is able to build us up that we might grow thereby. It is for us to grow thereby. Now, a sign of growth is that ignorance is being killed. You are becoming more aware of your dead state. Now, I know a lot of believers likes to pray, no, I'm not dead, I'm alive in God. Yes, you are alive in God, but there's a lot of what we call death. Now, death is not necessarily a, a physical pie. Eh? No. It's, not, it's not a physical kicking the bucket. <laughs> death is not just kicking bucket. Hmm? Now, when you talk about death, you are talking about a nature that can wrestle against God. You are talking about a nature that will never find peace with God. You're talking about a nature that when God comes to it, it will always repel God. You always fight after God. When good come, he will not discern it. That's death. Death means you are unresponsive to God. Now, 
it's not like I said, it's not hard to also detect death in souls. It's very easy. Just bring God around them, just see how the soul responds to it. Yeah? You, you, you now notice that sometimes souls don't have capacity to respond to God. You know, when they when God brings his ways just around, you now notice that the soul can excuse it out one way or the other. Mm, okay. Or it will just take the one that is very convenient for it. Okay, this one is convenient. This one is okay. Okay, I like this one. You know what I mean? I don't like that one. Now, when did that bring depth? Hmm? Depth of re- response. Oh, yeah, we are calling you. I respond to the ah! No. Um, and, 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 and we are so good at logically explaining those things away. Mentally explaining it away. I, I have to. No, things like I have to eat, too. I have to eat, I must eat. Things like, ah, I must marry. Ah, things like, I must born. I'm just talking about different, different things. What else again? Eh? I must make it. Things like that. I must make it in this life. I know most of us, don't, maybe, maybe some of us don't even have the I must make it attitude. But the I must make it is speaking in another way. Now, you know, you know, there's, 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 I must make it that speaks to us that we all know that no, 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 you know, ah, it's not by force. So I'd like it's not by that. You that I must make it. I must make it. It's not like that. You've just overcome a level of Satan's wisdom. Yeah. It, it's not done. Is there's another layer that is built based on ignorance? Okay, eh, so you 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 are you either open, don't catch that one. No wala. Now, you now begin to get into more spiritual elements of these things, which doesn't naturally appear to you. It, comes, it just comes to you like ideas. It comes to you like a suggestion. Just, it comes like suggestion. It comes like a hope. It comes like a promise. It doesn't come like... It doesn't look like you are saying I must make it. But when they check your response, when they check your actions... All those things are really saying I must make it. Yeah. Hmm? Mm. Whatever can make a soul mm. eh, to haste. Yes, now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I want to say, you know, when we say haste, you know, sometimes in our mind, there's a, there's a way we usually categorize haste mm. as, oh, maybe you quickly make a decision. Haste, no, that's, that's just when it has appeared to you. Haste is a nature, is a way. It's not, it's not necessarily just what you just did. Oh, of course, in, in a, in man, it manifests itself in such a way whereby you, oh, you rushed to do something. But that may not necessarily, you may not necessarily detect haste like that. There's a haste in our nature that does not want to be thorough. Huh? Does not want to be thoroughly furnished. Mm. Does not want wow. to be thoroughly furnished, made for the master use. Mm. There's a nature in us that does not want that. How is that kind of nature that easily discards God's counsel? Just easily. Oh, or maybe God say, "Yeah, you must be Miko." And I said, as you are, yeah, I must be meek. You, you've just said, ah, I must be meek. You've discarded it. Yeah. <laughs> that's only hasty. Amen. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Mm. So we are, we are seeing different, different ways, different form that these things happen. Amen. Amen. So, how did I get here? I'm talking about inheritance, right? Uh, it's a hope. An inheritance is a hope because every soul is not designed to be without a hope. Every soul must be anchored to an inheritance. It's because we didn't have the right inheritance and the right hope. That is why we carved a way in this world to always anchor our hope to growing, marrying, having a lot of money, getting born again, raising raise children that are not poor. You know, you know different, different things. I know to some of us it may seem foreign, but these are these things are. If you check, what are men living for? It's not much. It's not far from that. And those are even ignorant men. When you now begin to see a light in the spirit that has been raised by spiritual wickedness, they are far above that. They've they've they've, they've gone that. They've gone through that. Some of them are even very rich, but that's not even their problem. Those ones who all, you know, notice that those ones, what they look for is to influence men. Now notice, ah, power, ah, men like power, influence. Why do, why, why do men like affluence? Why do you think men love those? If you are in that area, Satan can teach you well. Now you now notice that it's in that area that it is easy to propagate wickedness, mm-hmm. ideas. Now, I can tell you, all these gay things you are seeing everywhere, gay pride, you think it's all those, a common man. On, you th- naturally, it's easy to think that it's a common man that is gay on the street, that is, ah, I want to be, you'll be so surprised, <laughs> you'll be so shocked that what is propelling that isn't beyond those men that spirit has thought, they've been taught, they've been raised. You see, they begin to push it into the society. How? Check it. When an every common man is shouting, 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 sometimes they shout about those things, it, it goes away. How long have they... How, it's not today that that has been, in, in, has been a problem. It's been in vogue for a long time. Why is it now that they have decided to give it a, a voice? Create a whole month for it. Who created a month for it? Oh, is the common people. Somebody somewhere decided that June should be the month. Or you don't think so? That the soul that agreed to that has a vested interest in making sure that thing permeates the community. If you want something to permeate men, eh, you you, you won't be an agbero in the spirit. Calm, calculated, precise. Satan will Satan will size you up. Okay. You won't die. You are not the one that will just go and do something stupid and die easily. No, no. You die anyhow. You know, you know some, some of those people that used to go and jump and jump, jump, jump and do funny things. You sit down and be like, okay, you know, just keep them to, let them to be doing small, small things. Those, this one will die early. This one will not be good for my agenda. <laughs> this one will not be good. <laughs> you know, I, 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 okay, I, I can't remember who... Which, which, okay, yes, there's a, there's a series we were watching called the, uh, is it a miracle? It's not miracle, it's a flight. What a flight. What's it called? Manifest. Mm-hmm. So, there's a, the, in that series, something happened in such a way, 
Uh, because I said there's only everybody should not go and be watching it now because they've heard now. There's a there's a guy that is is a police officer, and there were eight groups against a group of people, right? Those those group of people, they were bent and hell bent on killing or dismissing a group of people that they thought were dead but came back, right? They were hate group. Now, in that group, the, the ogre is a professor in a school that you would never suspect. A professor, wise, reputable, is the leader, but you will not know he's the leader. And then, in the, inside the school, you know, they have all kinds of people joining. And then there's a guy, very ruthless, as in he's very rash, he doesn't think, he just act. The ogre knows that this guy is a problem. So he did not give him any high-end duty. He said the guy is good for recruit. But it's a lot odd-headed. So he's not good for business. So he lets him recruit people <laughs> because he needs the people. <laughs> but he will not let him near any serious operation. Then this police officer that wanted to get what is happening came in. You know, a police officer, calm, collected, wise. Just showed the leader one and oh this. Just you know he didn't do anything rash. Right, not long after meeting the guy, the guy's already telling him, okay, you do this, you do that. Okay, tell the other guy, you know, can you keep the tab on him? Make sure he doesn't do anything rash. He just joined, right? Now when the other guy that is rash heard that ah, this guy is talking to you directly. When did you join? You're already moving the rank. What's going on? You know, it has mind to think that ah. What's that? Ah, you are moving too fast. What's the problem? Do you have another agenda? The guy that told him, ah, no, calm down. You know, it's because of the just trying to find a way to explain himself to him. Of course, he's wise. Right? That's the same way Satan is using. Yeah. <laughs> he's using men. He will let the agoros do what they can do. Yeah? But he will not use them. <laughs> he don't use that for a major work. He will look for a calm, collected, wise soul. That can give himself to it. Now you ask me, do you think the most collected soul eh, is just an unbeliever? He could be a believer, might be an unbeliever. Mm. There's a way we usually think, oh, Satan will use somebody, will be somebody outside. <laughs> You'll be so shocked. He can use anybody as long as you are not saved. Fully, you see, you have tendency to draw back. You are a threat. Uh, eh? You are a threat to God's life, and you are also a good candidate for Satan to explore. So don't think because maybe you are a believer, you're born again, Satan will just leave you alone, and then you just be dealing with unbelievers. No, no, no. He doesn't care whether you're a believer or not. Anybody he can use, he will use them. Amen. Time has gone. Praise the Lord. Let me quickly just move forward and probably bring this to an end. Amen. So I just use this opportunity to just show us just a little when it comes to how Satan rules the soul of men. And I like I like this angle that Holy Ghost is bringing us to. Because these are main issues that are not easily seen to newborn babes. You know when we get when all of us got got born again. You know it's not easily 
Do you know that the hope is not even easily painted to us? Yes, this is why you are born again. All of us just assumed, do good, be okay, and try and make heaven. And then after that, there's another picture that's not painted to us that, ah, make sure you are hot for God. You are very hot. You are praying, you are doing all this. And make sure that the fire does not quench. Ah, and then we begin to get a sense of the anointing and begin to think, oh, that, that's another thing to latch on. Why we are trying to wait to make heaven? Having a sense of the anointing, being drunken with the anointing is, is actually another thing, right? I now see different phases of believers that begin to now latch on to the anointing. We love the, is the anointing good? Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. But the anointing is a means to an end. There are even different there are, di- there are different phases of the anointing. Mm. Mm? The anointing is not all the same. same. Eh? They even come differently. Yeah. There's the anointing upon, there's the anointing within. They don't flow the same. They are two different streams, but they are both anointings. Amen. Amen. The anointing on top of you does not care who your person is. But the one within is very particular of your person. Who are you? That one is very particular about it. So, as newborn babes that is designed a sincere milk of the world, what should we be doing? What should we be pursuing? What should we be following? Of course, we must be cured of ignorance. Now, good milk would cure ignorance. To a level, eh? and then make us and make us give us a tendency to be spiritual. Amen. Good milk has the ability to do to deal with some level of ignorance enough to open our eyes to be able to what to have access to knowledge. Amen. Open our eyes. Give us access to knowledge. Praise the Lord. I can see that now, without the eyes being enlightened, right? If we still have ignorance, all our definitions of life, all our definitions of how we ought to run our life, eh, will be hanged upon what Peter is calling former lost. Now, it's actually because of where Peter is speaking from that is able to call it former. And how you know is how he started the scripture. There's a group, a company of souls that he's talking to. They are not newborn babes. They are not, they are not new believers. He's talking about matured men. Eh? Matured men that have grown enough to be able to deal with the lost. Eh? And be able to put it in a, in a, in a, uh, to put it as a thing of the past, eh? so that they can call it former. If you've not escaped this world, it's not yet former. The lost is not yet former. If you are, and now when I say you've not escaped this world, what you know about this world <laughs> as a newborn baby is, is different from what you know about this world. When you are grown in the spirit. Amen. Now, and that is why our effort to grow should be focused. Now, if I'm a newborn baby, what should I be focused on? 
there are very key things you should be you should focus on. You must define your hope. What know why you are born again. Yeah? And begin to pursue the goal. Now, when you are pursuing it, what are the things you do? You, there, are, there, are, there, are, there, are, there are equipments you need to be equipped with. Number one, and when I say number one, and that's pretty much it anyways, which will bring everything else you need is the spirit. If you, don't, if you are not filled with the spirit, your growth will be limited. Not that you won't grow, not that you are condemned, but the growth will be limited. That is why there's something we call baptism of the Holy Spirit. You must what? Be baptized in the Spirit. And you know, there's a whole lot of misconception about baptism of the Holy Spirit. Many people, many people have, have you know, I, I don't know what has happened, Sha, but I know so many people have misconstrued what the baptism of the Holy Ghost is. Of course, the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes with an evidence of speaking in tongues, right? Now, some people, some people just take the tongue part, right, and say, oh, does that mean if I don't speak in tongues, then I'm not baptized in the Spirit? No, different, different doctrines that are thought men, but it is very easy. If it is not needed, God will not give you Holy Ghost and the ability to speak in tongues. So these are the signs that will follow them that believe. What are the signs? In my name, they will cast out demons. No, they will tumble on snakes uh, and they will not bite them. No, or scorpions will not bite them. Right? They will speak with other tongues. Okay. So, if this is a sign, then why are you having a problem with speaking in tongues? It's a sign. Shouldn't you have a sign of them that believe? It's a sign. Of them that believe, of course, and if when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you have evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, sometimes when you are baptized, right, you might have the evidence, but you are not yet in line with the evidence, right? What I mean by that is, some people when they, they say they pray for the Holy Ghost, they ability to speak in tongues, but they don't speak in tongues yet. Now, does that mean they don't have the Holy Ghost? They do, but it is not yet manifest. Or sometimes doctrine, wrong doctrines can actually be limiting the flow of that life. Amen. So it is a, it's very essential. It is key to growth. Why? Because that simple thing that looks foolish is what begins to actually resurrect faith in the heart. Does that mean if you don't speak, you don't have faith? You have you may, have, you may have some level of faith. But that faith may not necessarily be inward. Hmm. When I say resurrect faith, is it, it's beginning to deal with some arrangement in the soul hmm. that usually tends to go in a way, it begins to put pause to those movement. Hmm. It's as simple as speaking in tongues, but to you, you'll be like, that's just what does that is nonsense. It's not nonsense. The way it deals with those you may not know it is a mystery. Yeah. But it begins that simple act as a way of tuning a soul towards spiritual growth, tuning a soul towards a life that is foreign to this world. 
Amen. So that's one of the essential need eh, for praying in the spirit. I mean, I, not, like I said before, I know I said that you know I believe in my heart that we need to you know try and teach as much as we can about you know the beginning, the growth of the newborn babies, right? And God is helping us. I just don't know, mm-hmm. you know, when things like this come, I can't, I can't deny it. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know, talking to us about hope. Well, they said it. We will figure it out. They will lead us. We just have to follow. And they are leading us. I mean, I mean, today I believe they're just admonishing us inwardly, Amen, Amen. about the importance of um, being aligned properly towards the right inheritance. Amen. So uh, let me quickly read this passage, and uh, and then we'll go from there. You know, it might seem easy and seem, oh, how do you mean hope? We already know the. But there are there are things in the in the heart and the soul that these things bring out. Amen. Mm-hmm. So to an inheritance incorruptible, right? On and on the father that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. Now this is the right inheritance that the soul ought to be anchored on. The hope in the soul must be to an inheritance. Must be to what? Inheritance. It must be to an inheritance. A newborn believer must have a hope anchored to an inheritance. But you notice here in verse 3, the way it started, it says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope. You notice the word he says, lively hope. This lively hope is different from just ordinary hope. This, when you get born again, you actually have a hope. But it's not yet a lively hope. Amen. Unto unto a life, he has begotten us again. See that word? He has begotten us again. So the key word there is again, which means he has done it before. So when you get born again, or when you are a newborn believer, you are born again, right? But after that, there's another birth that must happen in your soul. That is what Peter is referring to here as begotten us again. Now, when you are begotten, you know that this one is begotten again on to. Doesn't mean you are there. It has begotten us again on to a lively hope. Which means that you don't at this point you don't even have that lively hope yet. Now, you know when a newborn believer gets born again, they are so happy. Oh wow, I have a new life. I have a hope. It's a, it's, that's a beginning hope. Mm. So that hope, ah, when I got born again, my life has a meaning. I'm, I feel like I'm alive. It's true. You know, before, it's as if I was dead. Now, all this that I'm saying are realities yes. that will happen to a soul. Yes, sir. Now, they have a hope. It's just not a lively hope. 
that hope can be easily exchanged. It can. But when you get a lively hope, that one, you can't easily exchange it. But that doesn't mean it still can be exchanged. But that one, you can't easily exchange that hope. That one, you are locked on. Something has been changed in you. You are already set. I mean, this is where I'm going. I'm, this is my life. Come what may. This is what I will follow after. And it's, it's not easy to get here. That's why they have to get us born again. They have to, they have to douse us heavily with the Holy Ghost. Baptize us heavily with the Holy Ghost. When they baptize us heavily with the Holy Ghost, it will cure dumbness. It will heal us from dumb by dust. It will turn us spiritual. Make us spiritual. Now, people that are following dumb idols does not necessarily mean they are following an idol in their household. You know all those ones that you so say in our household we serve this masquerade. They, 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 have a, they have a masquerade statue somewhere that they worship. That's not, that's not really it. We said dumb idols. No, you, you, I, I, okay, have you thought that you know, wanting to be the richest person is a dumb idol? <laughs> have you ever thought of it? It's a dumb idol. We have idols. Idols are things we anchor our hope on. Dumb idols. But those, those hope are dumb hopes. Right? So it's not necessarily just a statue that somebody is worshipping. Of course, it can deg- that's, that's a physical manifestation of that. But there's also a spiritual sign of that that takes place in the soul that you don't see. So just because you're not doing doesn't mean you are not doing the exact same thing in a hidden way. You know, that's, how, that's how Satan does his things. He first of all keeps something hidden in the soul and then, and then makes something that the person will be doing in the natural. So when the person overcomes one in the natural, the, the person will think, ah, ah, I have overcome show. Thank you, Jesus. And then maybe five, three, four, ten years, then I realize, wait, oh, something is still not gone. No. Maybe I'm able to physically stop this thing, but in my soul, something is constantly asking for me to bow down. No. Something is always constantly asking for my, for my response, for my, for my allegiance, for my worship. Amen. When a soul is being delivered from these things, how, what you see is that that soul is able to submit to be grace. Amen. Amen. That soul is able to what? Submit to a grace. No, I think this message I'm... It's still from that verse 13 that I'm picking this from. Because you now notice that he was telling them, say, wherefore, guard up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace. Hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the what? Revelation of Jesus Most of us, what we focus on is the revelation of Jesus Christ. We don't actually look for the hope, for the grace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When revelation comes, there's a grace that is, that is beside it. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. That grace 
is really the key to the revelation. But because of how Satan has trained us, we are easy, we are we easily see the revelation, but we miss the grace. Amen. But let me just quickly read this for us so I'll get to verse 13 so that I can end. You know, just give me another, let's say, 10, 20 minutes and I'm done. You know, 10 to 20 minutes. Uh, oh, yes, I'm really, 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 really hoping to quickly end it. It's because... I think I spoke for a while explaining that lost and ignorance area. I've not really entered the thoughts that I started with, right? I, I actually paused at verse 4, but we're going to 13, right? Amen. Amen. So, I think I've explained enough that aspect of, you know, um, fashioning ourselves against the former lost because that lost is not yet formal. It's still something we are fashioned for, right? And the reason we are fashioned for that is because we have an inheritance attached to it, which is preserved by a hope. We have an we have an anchor to an inheritance that is being preserved by the hope we have in our mind that Satan has explained to us. Different things Satan can explain to you. When you are Satan, when you sit down, Satan can begin to give you hopes. And see, and this thing. He, he sets it up in different phases of life. Maybe you are the person that's about to finish school. Maybe it's, your hope is about a job that is anchored on. Maybe you are finished school, then the next one is you're about to marry. Then there's a, there's a, there's a way he designs a married hope for you. It's true. Design it well. Picture, okay, this is how our life will be. Lord. Eh? There's a picture. And the first, the first sight of anything that fits that picture, oh yes, this is it. Now, that picture being there may not be the problem. That picture may actually be given by the Holy Ghost. Hmm? But sometimes when a picture is given to you, it's actually to give you a hope onto. Eh? It doesn't mean that the moment it's there, Oh, yes, that's it. Get what I mean? And Satan can lie in wait in different different places. So that's that one. Maybe you are even married. It's not a child you are looking for. Eh? You not notice how... Okay, now. Now, not that I am trying to you know, make, make the matter insensitive. Right? When I say, oh, maybe you are looking for a child. Now, of course, these are things... That worry men. Mm. Eh? These are things that, worry. and you'll be so surprised. Even the worry alone mm. may not even cause you to have it. Now, God may purposefully just hold up the womb. Now, can you forget about having a child? Can you mm. can you even forget about the thought of it? Mm. Is it possible to forget? <laughs> Eh? Can you even not think about it at mm. all? Eh? Like most of us, you know, when we hear Mommy early, when he said she was praying for us, <laughs> she was praying for us. Said, God said, Don't don't speak to me again about husband. Mm. Not that kind of ar- arrangement. Mm. Can you be can your soul you know, most of the things that make us to 
Ah, Lord, give me a child. Give me, a, you know, it's because there's a hope. We are looking. There's something we are, we are, a, we are for. Lord, give me, Lord, give me, give me child, give me child. And God is just looking. Yeah. You know, you, you be wondering. Sometimes God gives us. Sometimes God, God doesn't give us. Sometimes you know, you be wondering. Ah, is God partial? No, He's not partial. No. Now here is what Paul has to say. Say he says that. God will deal with us. So, for example, I think he's saying, if we are, I think it was in Hebrews, he was referring to, he who is a son and who is a servant, right? Of course, a son is different from a servant. God, what he said, in, in, in a form where a servant is, mm-hmm. is, let's say a baby is crying. Ah, oh, Lord, I want, I want, I want, where, where I want. Okay, take. But if God is on your case, and mercy has found you. Ay, ay, ay. And it's ready to deal with you. That thing you will cry for it. Everyone will just be looking at you. Yeah, are you done crying? When you are done, let us know. Then after the person has forgotten the thought, everything, and anything will just show. Say, oh, wow, what happened? And yeah, we just we were making too much noise. <laughs> Even even the, the prayer you were praying eh, was was even causing a problem, yeah. and, and, and and of course you, somebody listening to me will be thinking, are you are you are blessed? What do you mean? We ought to pray. We ought to pray. I know we ought to pray, <laughs> but some things you shouldn't even pray for. But there's something you shouldn't pray for, meaning that when you are about to pray for them, Holy Ghost will be telling. If I say Holy Ghost is rising up inside, eh, eh, we want to pray for this thing, Abby. Okay, continue now. You know quite well that this thing, this thing you want to pray for, I am aware about it. I know what you need. I know what you want. So do you think I don't know? Is that why you want to start deaf in my ear? You know, you know there's that feeling. <laughs> now, what that, is, what that is really telling you is not that you should not really pray. Is that there's an attitude to pray. There's a way. There's a way to get things. Is that way you should look for? Not the tea. You just put your head, head, head. And some people, when you are praying, praying for something, some people will be thinking, your, your, some people in your village are doing you. And there was a time I was looking for a job. I know, and I even had funny dreams. That when some people heard about it, they began, no, honestly, they, they actually thought I needed deliverance. And me, inside me, I know that it is God that is doing it. See that man called God. That God is the reason why I don't have a job now. <laughs> and when I want to pray about it, I dare not. I say, Father, for my, I know I should do it, but you know, you know, there's a way that thing will not quickly talk to you, and then the way you now say that job will not be like that job, father. <laughs> no, it's like it's like when a child is about to ask for something, and you say, eh, say, eh, mommy, I want, eh, uh, eh, eh, so, uh, yeah, you know that <laughs> that kind of a dealing. Uh-huh. I hope God used to deal with us. Amen. 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 There's a way to get this. I'm not now. Yes, I'm not saying that we should not pray. I'm not saying that, you know, it's wrong to desire anything good. No. I'm just saying there's a growth. 
that need to happen in the soul, there's a way we should be mm. when, when, when walking with God. The key there is walking with God, not commanding God. Most of us, we just command God. <laughs> we don't walk with Him, we command Him. Sometimes we can even look like we are walking with Him. But really, when you check our attitude, it's command, not walk with. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me let me read this so that we can end this quickly. Amen. Amen. So so the what what makes us to fashion our, fashion ourselves against lust is because we have an anchor, we have a hope. This hope is explained to us in different aspects, aspects and spheres of life, eh? different pages, different life landmarks. Amen. Amen. But there is an inheritance that we should we should be. No, designed towards that that inheritance is not something that is easily known even a newborn baby doesn't know that it now says that begotten us again unto a lively hope so we are begotten unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead how you get to the lively hope or how you are born unto the lively hope is by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fell not away reserved in heaven for you. This thing is a great mystery and I think it is not and I think it is not uh, it is not too much or it is not bad to actually pray for us to understand this inheritance. Even us that are Christians that think we know this inheritance. Sometimes we think we know something mentally, but we don't really know it because it's, our heart has not really known it. So when we pray that God should help us to understand this inheritance, it's not a far-fetched prayer. It's a prayer that we should be praying until we get it. That God, let help me to know this inheritance. Help me to go after this inheritance. Amen. So who are kept, now this is kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. It is ready to be revealed in the last time. So wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. No, you're talking about a tried time. This is a tried time, right? That the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not. Yet, believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophet have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what manner 
of time, the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Now I'm speeding up because of time. He said on verse 12, Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Oh my God. Wow. See, see the way they are see the way they are painting this inheritance. Painting how to get it, painting the way to it, painting what God has designed, painting how important this inheritance is. Amen. Amen. Now, now said, okay, see how important this thing is. Now say, wherefore, guard up the loins of your mind. It's not telling you the beginning, how you get there. The first place is now you need to guard up the loins of your mind because that place is a terrible place. Satan begins to war, right? Do not be conformed, but be talking about the renewal of your mind, right? Now, guard up the loins of your mind. Make sure you guard it up. Be sober. Now, you can't be sober if you've not guarded up the loins of your mind. That guarding up simply means you are taking control. Ah, wait, pause. No, if you are non believer, ah, I'm not going to be going to the world anymore. No, ah, what's this? Now, be sober. Now, being sober leads you to righteousness. Right? Now, sober, what does sober mean? It means you are no longer drunk. Abby? It means you have been detoxified of intoxication. Right? Now, the world has its wine, it's serving you. That you are drunk enough. So they need to make you sober. <laughs> well, they need to what? Make you and I sober. So that we are not crazy about the world, we are crazy about it before. The new vogue, the new thing in vogue, the new thing, this one, you are crazy about what yeah. is happening in the world. People that are like that, they're not sensitive in the spirit to know what it is happening in the in the earth. They don't know the spiritual state of the earth. They, they could be Christians, but they will be totally ignorant of the state of the spiritual status on the earth. Amen. So be sober, right? And hope. Now, this, sober, this being sober, like I said, is an entrance into righteousness. Right now, I'm not going to uh, the passage I want to read about this as well, but maybe God will help us next time. That talks about uh, you know, being sober, right? Unto righteousness, right? Then peace, amen. Now, all these things is actually is actually Christ Christ's face, right? And I say, be sober, and I say, now hope, now hope till the end. Now hope till the end. Which you must get to the end of your hope. Hope till the end. For the grace that is to be brought unto you. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. You would hope till the end. 
For what? Up to the end, for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Which means that you are hoping for something. There's a what you are hoping for, right, will come with a grace. Now, this grace doesn't just come, this grace comes at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Which means that when you get to the end of Christ, it's also a revelation. Because he said, I will come to you. I will make myself known. The letter said, I will come I will make myself known again. Right? Now, this revelation now comes with a grace. What you should be hoping for is a grace. Hmm? Is a grace which will be brought to you. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. Which means your hope eh, should be anchored on a promise. Mm. And how you get this promise is also through a grace. Right? When your hope is anchored, your hope should not be anchored on this world. Right? It should not be. So as, what is it in verse? As obedient children. Not fashioning yourselves according to the former laws. As obedient children. Notice now, it's not, it's not using a language of believers. Now, they are children of disobedience. Right? They are not obedient children. Now say, as obedient children. Not fashioning yourself according to the former laws in your ignorance. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm not going to focus too much on this this aspect of chapter 14, but I think this 14 just launched us into you know, defining inheritance, defining hope. Amen. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel this, this thing is a mixture. It's a mixture of, of, the, of, of the early phase of growth and also something much more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But they are making what they defined really for us today is knowing the right inheritance. Mm-hmm. Now, which a good foundation will paint. Now, we talked on something that the foundation is important. Right? Now, there there are something we call foundation. Principles of the doctrine of Christ. Not laying again the foundation. Those are, are foundational things to learn. Now, when this foundation is built properly, right, it will set us up for to know the inheritance, so that we can pursue the inheritance. A good milk will prep us for the inheritance. Make us to know it, so that we can, what? There now hope. Ah, I know what the inheritance is now. I'm hoping for this thing. And these are the realities that will begin to happen in our soul, which will be marking growth phases in our heart. And, you, and all these things will not begin, you know, the trajectory of our life will be different. Okay, I used to think this way, I used to be going this way, but now I'm no longer going this way. I used to take this way, but now I don't take this serious. This is what I'm now taking serious. All these things are resolutions, resolved, things that have been resolved in the heart. And those things won't stop until we get to eternal life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I feel maybe they just, they just want us to see that aspect of hope. How we hang our, our life on something. 
right? But what we should really hope for is an inheritance. Now, this thing that he's saying, be sober, and I hope to the end, this grace, right, that is to be revealed, that is to be brought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ, is actually part of the inheritance. It's part of it. So it's not disconnected at all. It's part of it. Amen. So as newborn believers, what should we be looking for? We should be looking to define our hope. We should be separating ourselves from from predefined hopes. Even us that we say we have grown, there are still some hopes hiding somewhere that we need to be deassociated from. That God will give us grace. Let us, let, I, I, I think that's it for today. I just want us to pray as, as we finish today that God will give us grace to dissociate ourselves from hopes, from unclean hopes, hopes that are still hidden in our heart that we don't even know, that ever will bring them to light, that will be, will be cleansed to hope properly, to hope to the end. Matania Vasi, Edesta, Ebravina Malta, Zopenia, Zetin Manikasti, Evraseti, Evrasoto Manata, Enzeliate, Enzeliate, Enzelita Manati, Eze Palipo Vaselia Tanante, Ede Shoto Macaria, Zete Nemo City, Zete Mono City, O Palite Lete, O Palite Lebagrata, Fasuto Manata, Embraseti, Empasete, Empasete. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for helping us even to identify hidden, hidden hopes. Thank you, Father, for your work of deliverance, which you have done in our heart. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, in any way that we are still anchored of a false hope, that you would deliver us by your light in the name Amen. of Jesus. Father, that you will cure every ignorance Amen. that is in our soul, making us to still hope wrongly. Father, we ask that cleansing will take place in our soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let our eyes be enlightened. Let our eyes see the right hope in any ways that we've not fully anchored to an inheritance, incorruptible, that faded not away, that is reserved in heaven for us, kept by the power of God, that you will cause your mercy and your light Amen. to shine in our eyes, to identify this hope in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name. You dwell between the cherubim, shine for you dwell between the cherubim, shine for You dwell between the cherubim, shine for